0: Friday night, 6 p.m., and you're tuned in to WBTV, LP 99.3 FM, right here in Burlington, Vermont, God's country. We're also streaming live over the internet, 24-7 at 993wbtv.org. You might want to turn it up for a little Metallica seeing me and the name of the show is Louie Alive and I'm your host Louie and we are definitely live crank it up. was Metallica with the Sandman. Another oldie but a goodie. Welcome to Louie Live. The name of the show is Louie Live, as I said, and I'm Louie and I'm your host. I'm going to be here for the next two hours, every Friday night, 6 to 8 p.m. My show is all about rock and roll music, as you can tell, and I usually read articles that we've all seen. In red on social media, whether it be Facebook or local news, national news. It's a live call and show. If you want to give me a call, it's 802-540-6890. Where do we start? There's so much going on in the world, right? So many good things that you never hear about, but so many corrupt things that you do things that you don't even want to know about, things that you wonder why people argue about. Is it about money? Is it about politics? Is it about power? It's not about making the world a better place. It never is. It's like a football game. The Republicans against the Democrats or the Libertarians or the Progressives. And it doesn't matter if the person on your team is right or wrong. It's just a matter of winning, it seems like. And that's wrong. And that's where the world's going down the toilet quick, ladies and gentlemen. So, speaking of politicians, Howard Dean he used to be the governor of Vermont. Thank God he's gone now. He's the one that started civil union. You know, he passed the law behind locked doors in Montpelier, the state capitol. It was reported that he was wearing a bulletproof vest at the time. If you're a politician, you take an oath. You swear to uphold the laws of the land. You go by the Constitution. You involve the people, your constituents, the people that put you into office. You don't lock yourselves behind closed doors and wear a bulletproof vest. So, Howard Dean to head new Democratic Voter Data Exchange. And the Democrats are enlisting Howard Dean to lead the new opposition operation they hope will help their party match Republicans' success in using voter data to win elections. Well, I don't think that's what's getting the Republicans to win elections. There's so many things on the plate, I couldn't even begin to start with the Democrats seems like everything they do is anti-American or it's evil. This is what we've all read, folks. I mean, recently they're passing laws in New York and Vermont, down south about abortion rights. you know, some states are passing laws where you can abort a baby while a woman is dilating. You know Some states the baby can be born and actually laying on a table. And then decide with the doctors if the woman wants to keep the baby or they're going to abort it. Well, you know, folks, when you have a nine-month-old healthy baby that's just been born laying there on the table, that's not an abortion. That's ending a life. That's murder. Plain and simple. This is now an individual human being laying there on the table no longer dependent on the mother to live it's not laying there hooked up to an oxygen tank or a respirator machine or whatnot. it's laying there on it's own and people have no right to kill it but you're seeing that all the states are coming across with that now particularly democratic led states and each state is different Some of them aren't just happy with late-term abortion. Some aren't happy with pre-birth abortion. And the really sad part is if the baby's laying there after it's been born and the mother decides to abort it slash murder slash kill it, there's not even any rules as to how they're going to kill this baby. That's the really sadistical part about it. It seems like we're in a movie Back to the Future. You know, where Marty and Doc go back in time and they do something to alter the future and then when they come back to the future something is wrong like Biff is the new mayor and he's legalized gambling and he's got this great big tower with a casino in it. It's like that. Seems like that's what we're involved in. Bad episode of Back to the Future. So regardless of what the Democrats do, they can form all these new committees, do all the research they want. They can have Howard Dean in charge. They can have Obama in charge. This is a fine example right there. They had a woman running for governor down in Florida. They wanted her to be the first black woman governor in the United States. So Oprah Winfrey went down there. Oprah went knocking door to door herself, asking people to vote for this woman for governor. And this woman, you know, she had bad credit. She had like $200,000 in credit card debt and a bunch of bad things about her. She wasn't a very good person. People see through those things. So she had Oprah down there campaigning for her. She had Beyonce come down, going door to door, asking people to vote for this woman for governor. They had Obama himself talking to people about voting for this woman for governor of Florida. She would be the first woman governor, the first black woman governor and you would think having Obama, Oprah, and Beyonce out knocking on doors for you, you would be a shoo But she wasn't, she lost, and she lost bad too. So that goes to show you folks, you can have all those people campaigning for you. You can form committees. You can have former governor Mont Vermont Howard Dean running the committee. You can do all the research you want, but until you start listening to the people, and I'm not talking about the people that want to have pre birth abortions, those people are going to burn in hell someday. I'll tell you that right now. Can't be soon enough. You hear a lot of horrific stories about Planned Parenthood selling body parts from these aborted babies. Some of the prices like I read that a brain goes for like a hundred thousand dollars, a heart goes for like fifty thousand, a set of kidneys goes for like twenty-five thousand. Yeah. That's sadistical and outrageous. It's beyond words. A lot going on with the Democratic Party now. There's this one Muslim woman from Minnesota. She married her brother to gain citizenship of the United States. Well, you know, folks, marrying your brother will not make you a legal citizen of the United States of America, that's for sure. Makes you pretty sick, number one. Makes you a criminal for breaking the law number two so she is still not a legal citizen of the United States of America she's still an illegal immigrant and she should be rounded up by ICE and deported ASAP she should not be running for political office whether it's for the Republicans or the Democrats or any party affiliation should have nothing to do with this woman because she is not a citizen of the United States. And the people that did allow her to run on the Democratic ticket for Congress, they should be prosecuted for fraud. A lot of stuff going on in Minnesota. And this woman also, she's anti-Semite which is anti-Jewish, which is a very polite way of saying that you hate somebody. She hates the whole Jewish people. That's very bad. That's not a good representation for the United States of America. Having the Jewish people gone through enough with the Holocaust And here we have a woman congressman on the Democratic ticket from Minnesota, who's not even a legal citizen, going around talking about anti-Semitism, how she supports it. You don't see really any Democrats coming forward condoning her. Nancy Pelosi has because she's been pressured to. Don't see a lot of the Republicans coming out condoning this woman saying how she should be removed from Congress and she should be also removed from the United States because she's an illegal immigrant. That's the most important fact that people should focus on. People get tied up in things and they lose focus of what's really important. And like I say, regardless of what you think about this woman, whether she's anti-Jewish anti-white, anti-black, anti-gay. The main thing to focus on is that she is not a legal citizen of the United States and she should not even have the platform to be out there speaking to the public. She should be on a plane back to the Middle East. That's what people need to focus on. A lot going on with the Democratic ticket. 25,000 people just lost jobs in New York because of one Democratic congresswoman. And she's celebrating the fact that Amazon decided not to open one of their warehouses or headquarters in New York State, cheering about it. Because now 25,000 people aren't going to have jobs. Only the Democratic Party could do something like that and get away with it, right? I think what we're going to do is take a little break here. Maybe play a little Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers and maybe we'll switch gears and get into some local news and stick with us and we'll be right back. And that was a song by Mr. Tom Petty. God rest his soul, Kyle. You got lucky when I found you. Passed away recently, last year. Drug overdose, I believe they said it was. It's too bad. Hopefully now he's in uh, heaven. Doing a lot better, right? Hopefully. So this is a crazy article right here. Says uh, police say a Putney man from Putney, Vermont, used a hatchet to break into a neighbor's house and then set his own home on fire, right? That's crazy. Alex James was his name. Police were called to a home on Mill Street in Putney for a report of a family disturbance. When they got there, they found Alex James in a state of excited delirium outside his property, which was on fire. Yeah, I'm sure that gets your adrenaline going, right? You burglarize somebody's house, then you go over and set your own house on fire? Sounds like a lunatic to me. Too bad Ronald Reagan shut down the mental institutions because this guy could use a padded rubber room himself. So it says, uh, after an investigation, police determined James broke into another home on Mill Street using a hatchet. Police say he then left and returned to his own home where witnesses say they saw him setting fire to furniture which led to a structure fire. The Putney Fire Department extinguished the fire. A pet lizard was found dead inside the home as a result of the fire. James was arrested and issued a citation. Issued a citation. Isn't that something? For first degree arson, aggravated domestic assault, cruelty to an animal, burglary, and unlawful mischief, among other things, he's due in court this past Wednesday. Isn't that something? You burglarize somebody's home, and then you go over and light your own house on fire, your lizard dies, and they issue you a citation for all these different things. First degree arson. That's pretty intense, right? That's good reason to lock somebody out you don't know if this guy could go down and burn someone else's house on fire not gonna find out till he does because he's out on the street he was issued a citation to go to court aggravated domestic assault cruelty to an animal burglary and unlawful mischief among other charges so why is this guy walking around on the street give him a citation, go to court. It's insane, isn't it? We should lock this guy up in a padded cell, throw away the key before he hurts somebody. That's gonna be the next thing. They actually hurt somebody. They're gonna say, oh, we should have locked him up. We should have known better. I saw this article right here. It says two people charged with poaching deer on St. Michael's College property. Wasn't aware that there was deer running around on the property of St. Michael's College. But it says an update to a deer poaching story we first told you about last month. Vermont Game Wardens say two men now face charges in the case. We showed you photos of two men caught on camera illegally taking deer. The imagers were captured on trail cams on St. Michael's College property in Colchester back in December of 2018. Vermont Fish and Wildlife officials say those men were Jeffrey Cameron, 54, of Colchester, and Lawrence Grant, 48, of Wanooski. They are charged with possession of illegal deer and criminal trespassing. Well, I think they should be charged with illegally shooting a deer and possessing it because this says they're charged with possession of illegal deer. Now, how is the deer illegal? You've got to ask yourself. You have illegal immigrants, illegal citizens, right? But people don't want to call them legal anymore. their citations to go to court for these guys does it say it says if they're convicted they could face up to 60 days in jail and lose their hunting fishing and trapping license for three years and they are due in court next month so yes apparently they do have a citation to go to court and these guys are out jacking deer at night time and they're still walking the streets on St. Michael's campus property. What if they'd have been drinking or smoking pot or something and mistook this deer and some student. You never know what happens in the dark. You could say, oh, I thought it was a deer and you shot it and it was a student. What charges would they be looking at then? Would they still be out on the streets with a citation waiting to go to court? Probably that's how screwed up the world is nowadays. Another burglary story right here. Burglar targets Heinsberg businesses. Says a number of local businesses and even a church are left to fix up damage from a burglar. Police say in two days three small businesses reported break-ins in Heinsberg Village. St. Jude's Church and Heinzburg Hair Studio got hit this past Wednesday night. Police say the first burglary happened earlier this week at Hart and Mead, a local gas station, and it got messy. Police say the garage was damaged and the person left a lot of blood inside. They say the crowbar the person used to open a door likely cut their hand. Well, that's good. So now we have DNA samples, which they can go by. Now the people affected want the burglar to know they're disappointed and in disbelief. Well, of course they are. Now, the people affected, they want you to know they are disposo- disappointed. I'm sorry, did disbelief. Can you imagine that? Myself, personally, I'd be furious. I'd be outraged. I'd want that person's head on a plate, but maybe that's just me. I'm not a politically correct person that society wants me to be. Maybe that's why I'm on the radio every week, voicing my opinions, because even though I do read news articles, and I ad lib, this is not a news agency. This is just one guy talking to other people just like sitting at the kitchen table having a coffee or a beer. It's just my opinion. And it's the same opinion of a lot of people in this country. We're all really tired about the fact that nobody gets prostituted anymore. And nobody goes to jail. This country's going to hell in a handbasket, ladies and gentlemen. And if we don't do something and start upholding the laws, there will be no country left. Because there's a lot of people in here, particularly people on the left, whether it's Democrats, libertarians, progressives. They want to drop the borders. They want to allow anyone to walk into the United States with no background check. They'll just sign them right up to vote for Democrats. They'll give them free welfare, free medical, dental, free education. Of course they're all gonna come here and wanna vote for the Democrats. And the Democrats will gain power because that's basically all they're about is power and domination. Hillary Clinton says she wants to rip up the Constitution. constitution doesn't go along with the 21st century. It doesn't go along with society in her mind's eye, what they're trying to turn this country into, which is basically a non-country. Because without the constitution, without borders, there's no point in having the TSA at the airports. If President Trump had let the government shut down over the budget again, if the TAO, TSA goes on strike, does it matter? It doesn't matter because that's what the Democrats want. They don't want any Democrats. I mean, uh, they don't want TSA at the airport. They probably don't want police driving through your neighborhood, making sure you're safe. They definitely don't want ICE. They wanna get rid of ICE agency that goes around picking up criminals. So, in other countries, we see how young people are trained with military tactics. Some countries, right on the open street, they're beheading people. Men, women, children, elderly people, right out in open public. They cut your hands off if you're a thief. We don't have any of that in this country. But in these other countries, they do. And it's a normal part of life for them. So, as Hillary said, she wanted to immediately drop the borders and flood the United States of America with 11 million immigrants that we know absolutely nothing about except that we see them on television all the time burning the United States flag and chanting death to America death to Americans if we flood the country with people like this folks God have mercy on you all because The young men nowadays they're at college campuses you say anything offensive to them they're crying their eyes out they need therapy they need a safe space to go to and hide how hard would it be for anyone to come to the United States and dominate the millennials probably be no struggle at all it would be like the holocaust all over again and that's what people have to deal with in reality folks they should probably take everybody right out of high school put them in the military for a couple of years Teach them how to love this country. Teach them how to defend this country, in case we're invaded, like we're being invaded down on the southern border, Mexico. Because if you research history, you'll see over generations of time, over centuries of time, at any moment, Christianity has dominated the world and at other moments Sharia law has dominated the world and you can read the Catholic Bible and it talks about stoning people to death and it talks about beheading people just like the Quran does but the thing is the Catholics realize that this is the 21st century and we have a constitution in the United States. We have rules, regulations, we have laws and we don't go around stoning people to death anymore down in front of City Hall. We don't hang people anymore on the lawn of the White House. Even though if our founding fathers were here today and they saw the treason that's going on in this country, they would be hanging a lot of people on the lawn of the White House, that's for sure. I'm getting to the point I'm trying to make is that we become a pacifist society. Joe Biden talks about when he was growing up, you'd go behind the school And you'd have a fist fight. That's how you settle things. Nowadays people are like... Hey, you touch me and I'm going to call my lawyer... And I'm going to sue you and I'm going to sue your parents... And I'm going to sue everybody. And that's how people deal with reality nowadays. Whereas, like I said... Other people come into this country... They're trained in military tactics. In their culture, they behead people right on the street in broad daylight. And they would take control of this country in a matter of days. I would feel bad for the gay people because as we've seen on the news, other cultures, they take gay people and they throw them right off the roof of the building and kill them and joke about it. They take women, they put burkas over their heads. They don't allow them to go out in public by themselves. They don't allow them to speak. Women have no rights. They're totally dominated. One young man was on the news recently, Middle Eastern young man He raped a girl. I believe he was about 18 and she was probably about 14. But the judge let him go. Because according to the judge, this young man didn't understand our culture. And according to the young man, a woman has as many rights as a dirty lollipop laying on the ground, he said. Can you imagine that? If you're walking down the street and you see a dirty lollipop on the ground, he said, a woman has as many rights as that dirty lollipop. So do you folks really want that coming to America, particularly you ladies out there who have come a long ways? Hopefully, what's going on with the Democratic Party they're openly displaying their beliefs in pre-birth abortion really turns people off and they don't vote for them and they don't support the Democrats that's all you can do folks is hope that people wake up out of the trance and realize that This is the year 2019. Columbus came here supposedly in the year 1492. We've come a long ways. And we don't need to go back in time. Because some of these people, like for instance, Afghanistan people, when George W. Bush went over there to kick Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait, And then we went into Afghanistan and Iraq. The people of Afghanistan had never ever in the history of this planet had a government. They never voted. Afghanistan is just a big sandbox in the desert, run by drug lords. Their major export is poppies that you make heroin out of. When George W. Bush sent the troops in there, they were destroying the poppy fields, cutting them down, burning them. That's a good thing. But when he walked out of office and Obama took over, things changed. And we saw the troops over there guarding the poppy fields. Afghanistan's number one export, which heroin is made out of. And they say that 90% of the heroin comes across the Southern border. And what really gets me is people say, well, you know, Louie, if we build a wall, it's not going to matter because most of the heroin comes through the ports of entry. That's a bunch of BS folks, you think about it, use a little common sense. If I'm a drug dealer, I've got a million dollars worth of heroin. I want to get it across the border into the United States. Do I put it in a car and try to get it through the port of entry where they have all types of detection devices? where they have drug-sniffing dogs, it's going to take those dogs about two seconds to sniff out a million dollars worth of heroin in a vehicle. Or, plan B, do I want to take that heroin and go out into the desert with it, where there is absolutely no barriers between the United States and Mexico? and get it into the country that way, where there's no witnesses, no walls, no border patrol, no drug sniffing dogs. Yes, I think definitely I'm going with plan B. Wouldn't you? So anybody that tells you that most of the heroin comes through the ports of entry, that's a bunch of baloney. Just use a little common sense, folks. You gotta figure, all this heroin coming across the border, a lot of it is probably from Afghanistan. So maybe we should go back to destroying the crops, the poppy fields in Afghanistan and throughout the Middle East. Kinda wonder if it's like a two-tier system. First, you go to the doctors. You tell them, I sprained my ankle, I pulled something in my back. The doctor puts you on some opioids. Nowadays, they're only giving you like three to six pills at a time, whereas compared to the old days where they'd give you a bunch of supply or whatnot. So you go home, you've got a twisted ankle, you're taking these opioids, might say on the bottle three times a day. So you're following the prescription Most people do what the doctor says. Your pain's gone. Your ankle's healed in a few days. But some people just keep right on taking those pills till they're gone. They've got a month's supply. Some of these opioids are very powerful and addictive, like OxyContin and whatnot. Seems to be the most popular form of addiction So now you're addicted to OxyContin. Doctor doesn't want to give you any more medicine. Being a drug addict, a lot of people say, well, they go downtown and they buy some heroin or some fentanyl to suit their addiction. And now they're a heroin addict or they're addicted to fentanyl or maybe both. Maybe it's a two-tier system. They get you hooked on painkillers and whatnot at the doctor's office through prescriptions. And then they bring the heroin in across the southern border. They say 90% of it in this country comes across the southern border. So now you're a meal ticket to the doctors, the medical industry, the drug addicts, the drug dealers. Everybody's feeding off of one another. Eventually, you're probably going to overdose and die. Your family's going to be destroyed. Your friends are going to be destroyed. This one man, El Chapo, one of the biggest drug dealers in Mexico, I believe, an article right here about him. It says, No exit. El Chapo likely off to Alcatraz of the Rockies. So he's going to the prison in the Rockies, which is the Alcatraz. Very famous prison. Very intense there. In the world of corrections, there are inmates who pose security risk and then there's El Chapo. Now this guy was in a prison down in Mexico from what we've seen on the news and the guy's got billions and billions of dollars made through drugs and they dug a tunnel into the prison and right up into his cell and he just dropped down through the hole and escaped through the tunnel. That's how much money and power this guy has. So in the world of corrections, there are inmates who pose security risk, and then there's El Chapo. Drug Lord Joaquin Guzman has an unparalleled record of jailbreaks having escaped two high security Mexican prisons before his ultimate capture and extradition to the United States. So Guzman convicted Tuesday of drug trafficking and staring at an unexpected life sentence where will the U.S. imprison a larger than life kingpin with a Houdini like tendency to slip away? Experts say Kuzman seems the ideal candidate for the federal government's supermax prison in Florence, Colorado, also known as ADX for administrative maximum. The faculty is so secure, so remote, and so a store that has been called the Akletra's of the Rockies so it's not actually Alcatraz which I believe is the one on the island off of San Francisco the one in the movie where what was it Clint Eastwood was in and he escaped escaped from Alcatraz that was the name of the movie So El Chapo fits the bill perfectly, said Cameron Lindsay, a retired warden who ran three federal lockups, including a Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn. I'd be absolutely shocked if he's not sent to the ADX. Located outside an old mining town about two hours south of Denver, Supermax hardened Buildings house the nation's most violent offenders, with many of its 400 inmates Held alone for 23 hours a day in a 7 by 12 foot 2.1 by 3.7 meter cell with fixed furnishings made of reinforced concrete. That sounds pretty hardcore, doesn't it? 23 hours a day in a cell that's 7 feet by 12 feet. One thing, folks. If you're in prison and you're spending 23 hours a day not feeling sorry for these guys at all, don't get me wrong here. You know, as far as I'm concerned, they could all hang by the neck or sit in an electric chair and fry. That's my opinion. But, as I was saying, if you're sitting in a cell 7 by 12 feet 23 hours a day any person's mind is going to snap especially if you're in there for life now you get these bleeding heart liberal lawyers and judges let's not forget this El Chapo drug dealer has billions and billions of dollars they've confiscated something like 14 billion dollars of his assets So, you know, if you're worth like $14 billion and the government seizes your assets and I'm sure he's got friends that have some money that will help him to get out or get a good lawyer to find a loophole to help him get out, that happens a lot. So, you spend several years in a 7 by 12 foot cell. 23 hours a day. get out for one hour to go sit in the yard, listen to the birds. I'm sure you're gonna be crazy as a loon, but by some miracle, a lawyer finds a loophole and gets you out of prison. What kind of person is that gonna be walking down the street? Has this person been rehabilitated? Are they a model citizen? A person that sits in a cell for 23 hours a day for days and weeks and months and years? You're going to let that person out on the street? Just let them run wild in society? Very dangerous move, folks. When you've sold enough heroin and fentanyl and whatnot, to be worth $14 billion. Has anyone guesstimated how many lives this guy has ruined? How many people have overdosed and died because of this guy? How many friends have suffered? How many relatives, the parents, the children? You know, the audacity of anyone to come forward to defend this man or anyone like him is beyond me. I think what we should have to do, folks, is look at the other side of the coin and realize the infrastructure is crumbling. Schools need roofs. Some schools need to be torn down. The bridges are in disrepair, the roads are full of potholes veterans living out on the street children going to bed hungry people going without their medications and then they say we're going to spend seventy-five to to $100,000 a year putting this person in prison they're gonna lay around all day. They're gonna eat three meals a day. They're gonna have free medical, dental, eyewear. We're even gonna provide them with an education. And most of these criminals, they study the law. They actually get degrees in the law at taxpayers' expense because they're looking for a loophole to get themselves out of prison when you're looking at a person who's acquired 14 billion dollars through the drug world do we really need to put this guy up in prison for life no we don't so people like this should automatically get the death penalty Some countries, they're doing that. Some countries, drugs are running so rampant and so many lives are getting destroyed that they're actually going to homes. And when they find drug dealers and meth labs and whatnot, they're actually assassinating the people on the spot. That's how bad it is in some countries. Maybe... Someday these countries will be as great as the United States. Because the United States went through a lot of wars to get to where we are. Wasn't all rainbows and unicorns, folks. You know, we've had civil wars, world wars. I think it's very important that people should have a voter ID. I think President Trump, before the next election, he should use executive order to instate voter ID. Because as I've always said, your vote is one of the most sacred things that you have in this great country of ours, the United States. A lot of times you see on the news an election just went by. A lot of votes aren't getting counted especially a lot of the veterans that are overseas defending our rights. A lot of these absentee ballots aren't getting voted or a lot of times they'll bring in these votes at the last minute to be counted, to influence an election. You have to have a voter ID for everything nowadays. If you wanna drive a vehicle, you need a voter ID You wanna go to the store and buy a beer. You need a voter ID. You wanna go pick up your prescriptions, voter ID. People say, well, the poor, they can't afford a voter ID. Right? Well, how are they getting their welfare? Don't you need your ID? Back in the older days to cash your welfare check, I'm sure nowadays it's all direct deposit. How do you exist nowadays in the United States without a photo ID? You don't. So, when it comes time to vote, like I said, your vote is one of the most precious things that you have in the United States. You should have to show up, be registered. Your name is on the list, you show them your ID, and you're checked off. I kind of wonder, like I said, if you go to the top of Archibald Street in Burlington, at the cemetery on the right-hand side, well actually it's on both sides of the road, but like just a couple years ago, they put a post outside the gate of the cemetery, and there's a mailbox there. What is that all about? Is there some technicality that if they're using these dead people to vote they do have a mailbox outside so they could crawl out of the grave go to the mailbox put their absentee ballot in there and be accounted for. No folks, I don't think that's what it is, but Kind of odd to see a post office box sitting outside of a cemetery. And there's no house next door across the street either. But the thing is, back to this El Chapo who should get the death penalty. According to Ted Cruz, they've confiscated $14 billion of his assets. And this money should go towards building the security wall on the southern border of the United States. That way it wouldn't cost anybody a nickel. What else is gonna happen to that money? It's just gonna disappear right into thin air, don't you think? Of course it is. Gonna go to a song here in about a second. First hour of the show's over. You've been listening to WBTV LP 99.3 FM. We're also streaming 24-7 around the world, 993wbtv.org. And as I said, the name of the show is Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie. And we are definitely live. Maybe we'll go to a little Tears for Fears here. That's an old song. And I'll be right back with you in a second. Hope you're enjoying the show so far.